Hello guys and welcome to the Hang Tight Podcast. This is episode four. Um I'm Chris Fogg. Um and thank you for listening. Thank you for checking uh this out. Um thank you to everybody that has uh checked out any of the podcasts so far. Um I've had, you know, quite a few people that have uh messaged me over and said that um that they've they've listened to it and um probably and they enjoyed it. Um you know, um I've had, you know, uh, a few quite a few people that I've uh, got on my Facebook that I you know have only uh got on my uh, Facebook because you know they're in bands or uh, they're in music in general, but you know wouldn't necessarily uh, say we're friends or, or whatever. And uh, you know, I've I've had you know a good amount of people um, that have said you know they've they've checked it out and they've enjoyed it. And uh, more than anything, and this is the main part of doing this is I've had people that have said uh, they've enjoyed it and they've they've you know taken so taken something away from it <clears throat> um and you know that that's the main thing man that that's that's why I'm doing this um you know I'm I'm not doing this for any other way any other reason sorry than to you know try and put something out there that is uh, gonna be you know interesting and helpful, and uh, and put something out there that hopefully people that do listen can can take take stuff away from, um, and I hope enjoy it. Um, my with the amount of work and uh, and stuff that I've been doing recently, my entire life has revolved around podcasts, um, and like so I'll. You know, whilst I'm doing, you know, so so, <laughs> uh, basically, over the past week, um, I have been building uh, the new hangtight website, um, and it's something uh, that I'm, you know, I'm really proud of uh, so far. Um, you know, it's taken me a long time, and um, it's been fairly difficult at times. Um, so when I, when I was managing Jay, um, I, uh, I, you know, put together his website, sorry, um, I put together his website and, um, I, you know, I built and, and, and put that website together, um, it took me, you know, so no longer than a day, I'd say, um, to get that together and, uh, while, while I thought it was, you know, a very, you know, a basic, um, you know, standard website, um, you know, I was really proud of it, and I thought it looked the part, I thought it looked really professional, and I, I thought, you know, it, you know, it did its job, um, so, when it came to, um, starting to put together the Hang Tight website, um, I completely sort of 
it's it's a completely different ball game when you're you're working on something that is for your own baby. Um, you know, it's I think it's fairly easier when you know you're doing something like setting up a website for a band or artist. Uh, but when it's something that you you know you've got a real close personal connection to, uh, you really do sort of sit and and. Uh, and think about everything. It took me um, it took me about a day just to do the homepage. Um, I suppose this is where my ADHD comes into play. Uh, but yeah, it's taken me about a week and it's very nearly done. I'm really excited to get uh, this live. Uh, the website uh, will be where you can find everything uh, for Hangs Out. So uh, you'll be able to uh, purchase uh, gig tickets from there, uh, you'll be able to, um, you know, find out on your shows, um, you'll be able to, you know, get a listen to the, uh, listen to the podcast, um, and, um, yeah, so, I've also, uh, put out there this week, um, that, um, next, uh, so next week I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be getting the first uh, small batch of Hangtai uh, merch um, and uh, it's something that I've been thinking of for a while and it's an idea that I had because at the festival I had you know quite a few people um, that came over and asked me throughout the weekend where they could buy uh, a Hangtai t-shirt um, and you know the answer is you can't uh, because there's only four uh, that have been made and uh, you know they're not put for sale. But there were, you know, I did have a a, a significant amount of people that that came over and asked. Um, so when I was sat um, when I was sat thinking the other day, um, I thought you know this might be uh, something you know something that was really good and positive that I could look at. Um, look at you uh, going into and 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 having um, as something else that is once again uh, connected uh, to mental health and can do can do something to try and help. Um, so uh, later on in the episode, we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about uh, mental health as a whole. Uh, but basically, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to I'm going to get a, a a small little tester batch of uh, hang tight t shirts made up, and um, if you know it proves to be a popular idea and um, there is interest and they do sell, um, then you know from there on in um, I will look at, look at you know. Doing hang tight merch, um, and having, you know, t-shirts. Uh, you know, in the the summer I'm gonna get some vests made up, and uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna, uh, work on different designs and getting, you know, so I'm gonna have like they're gonna be you know special, limited time only edition of this design or this design. Um, I'm gonna use it. Um, I'm gonna I'm. You know, I'm gonna do it so it's not just sort of like a black T-shirt with hangs out on it. I'm gonna make it sort of, you know, as uh, stylish and and you know, 
and and you know look the part because you know there are loads of people out there that uh you know will sort of you know buy something uh just because of of what it what it's for and uh you know x amounts going to charity so i'll just buy one just to support but i'll never you know I'll, it's not something that i wear or not something you know that i'm really interested in uh so with it you know i want to have um you know a set range that people um you know people want to wear and you know people would be you know sort of proud to wear it sort of thing um but the biggest thing uh that i'm going to do with with this is uh so uh for every sale that's made um on an item of hang tight merch a uh, percentage um of the money is going to be i'm going to donate to a, a mental health charity or organization <laughs> now i um I did put something up on on Facebook about this, um, which is where this podcast is actually, you know, so amazing because you can sort of go into more detail and talk about this sort of stuff more. So I I put up that I would like some suggestions, uh, you know, some smaller, um, smaller, you know, mental health charities or organisations out there that I. Uh, that I could, you know, look at teaming up with and, and you know, and linking with on this. Um, and I had a couple of people that um, did sort of, you know, uh, suggest calm or mind. And there's a very, there's a very good and valid reason that I, I don't want to go with one of them companies, uh, one of those places with this. And the reason behind that is... Uh, when you think about mental health charities, uh, the first sort of ones that come to mind are Mind and Calm, um, and they are the ones that sort of you know come to people straight away. And when it comes to people that you know do fundraisers or or you know donate to want to donate to mental health, um, you know they're the main sort of places that people look. And I think the there are so many <laughs> um, amazing smaller um you know organizations and and places out there that are really doing some incredible work and working so hard and you know every day they're you know they're really helping out and making a change and the reason that's the reason that i want to look at somewhere uh smaller uh because i want to try and support you know I want, I want to try and do something uh, good and positive for, in a sense, a a place that is uh, like myself and it's, you know, it's it's smaller, it's lesser known. Um, and, you know, places like that need, you know, the support and, and stuff as well. So that's the reason behind me, you know, sort of asking for suggestions and looking for... Uh, Looking for places to go with it, um, but yeah. So, um, so say if a t-shirt is uh, twenty pound, uh, which includes postage and packaging, um, I'm gonna have it so like five pound of that goes to X charity, um, and that's gonna move every sale. Um, and this is something that you know, if if this does 
as these do sell and this this does prove to be you know a you know a positive um a, a popular um thing and the interest is there which i really hope it is then this is something that you know i want to to really do and have once again part of hindsight to have something else that i can try and have to try and um support and link in uh with mental health um but we'll talk about mental health um later on <laughs> uh, we've got <coughs> sorry uh, we've got some other things to talk about first so i'm going to start properly on like a uh, a <laughs> it's fucking crazy Oh my word! I can't believe this. Okay, so um, I've seen I've seen on my Facebook uh, little things keep popping up. Uh, it was literally over the past couple of weeks um, about BG Media and a new uh, sort of documentary style thing that was coming out, um, and so I you know I kept seeing. A couple of people sort of share it, but, you know, never click the link. I just saw it and sort of had a little giggle to myself. Um, so, for those of you that don't know what BG Media is, uh, BG Media stands for Blackpool Grime Media. Uh, to be fair, who the fuck doesn't know what this is at this point? This has become something that is fucking crazy. And, you know... I was I was talking to my partner last night and I and she was sort of like we uh we were watching it and she was like what the fuck is this and I was like oh no you know if you look on the surface you know it does sort of you do look at it as if to go you know what you know what why is you know a twelve year old girl. Uh, you know, putting together a, a, a rap, a grime track, um, dissing another Blackpool girl and saying that she's got a fucking smelly fanny and stuff like that. Um, why? How is that popular? And yeah, I, I can't answer that. But fucking hell, what is it and was it popular? Um, so yeah, so there was, so there's a new documentary that has been made about bg media it's called um it's grime up north and this is the most fucking insane part of all this this documentary is actually not just another documentary that has been made by vice and put on youtube this is a documentary that's been aired on channel four Channel 4 have commissioned and and produced a documentary about Blackpool grime eyes, which, I mean, that's just fucking insane. And <laughs> so I've talked to a couple of people about this. <clears throat> and um, so, so, right... I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's a uh, a secret that you know I'm not very, I'm not down with the kids, um, you know, I 
I'm not very good at, you know, sort of keeping up with trends and um, if it's, you know, if, if, the, if there is, a, if there are genres of music out there that, you know, I know about and, you know, I might know, you know, the odd artist or whatever, but, you know, if it's not of an interest to me, you know, I sort of, you know, I, I just go on about my life like that sort of thing doesn't, doesn't, you know, exist, you know, I don't really understand it. Um, whereas, you know, with the genres of music that I do like or the, the, the style of shows and genres that I, you know, I'm working with Fang Tight, um, even if it's a genre of music that I don't particularly, you know, enjoy listening to myself, like pop punk, um, I still, you know, really look into, you know, the scene and the vans and, and, and try and, you know, see who people are talking about, who's coming up. You know, I really do my research on it. Um, <clears throat> so, but BG Media is is basically what it says in the tin. It's a, a load of um, you know grime musicians that are, are all based in Blackpool, and they basically um, started out by you know making uh, you know YouTube uh, releases. Um, and while while I will probably say that the songs itself are in the early days, I would say um, very. So it the lyrics are by no means. Um, smart or um, clever or something that you sit and listen to and go, oh my god, that what a story! You know, what must that person have been going through in order to sit down and write this uh, this absolute amazing tale that will last for years? No, the songs itself were, you know, lyrically quite embarrassing, um, but. It just got fucking so big. You know, it was huge. Um, so, this documentary basically uh, picks up where the the last Vice one sort of uh, left it. And obviously, you know, the main, uh, the main artists that are the most well-known are Afghan Dan, uh, Little T... And uh, Sophie Aspen. And Sophie Aspen and Little T, when they first started doing this and becoming, for no other word to use, famous, um, uh, Little T was 11 and Sophie Aspen was, I think, 12. Uh, they're now, you know, uh, we, jo- we joined Little T when he's nearly 16. Uh, I think Sophie Aspen is 16 or 17. Um, and, you know, we see them now. <clears throat> that is what the documentary is about. Um, you know, I'm not going to sit and review the whole thing. Um, but I wanted to talk about it and open with it because, yeah, you know, it is sort of, ah, uh, look at that. You know, it's well funny. You know, it's dead shit. Ah, uh, you know, look at this. But, you know what, like, I, um, so... I watched the first first episode and then I watched like the first little bit of the second episode and then I started to fall asleep. And 
there are a lot there is a lot of this as a whole that you can look at and think you know that's embarrassing that's you know so stupid you know blah 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 and you know i suppose we look at this because this isn't our sort of genre and this isn't you know what we like and is of interest to us however you know no matter what anyone can say these these people still released music and became well known and famous you know and they did that you know so there has to be something there and that's how i looked at it you know last night i sort of um you know i did sort of look at a lot of it and think oh my god this is you know this is pretty bad um but then you know as i tried to look at it from a different place and i was like okay you know this is still very impressive and there is there has to be something there because you don't you know you don't release a video that hits three million views within a week without there being something so the main positive that i'm going to take from this and that i'm going to say is while yes i think this has been made to uh, show the next step of the story for BG Media. I think it was also very much made as something to oh let's point and laugh and sort of you know make fun of this and these people. However, what I will say is something that came through and you could you was something that I, that really did sort of grab me and, and is these these artists just want to play shows they want to do anything to play shows because they love their music they love what they do and they want more than nothing else to you know play shows anywhere just get their name out there you know you know do this obviously yeah they want to make money from it but you know it really came across that these guys really want to get out there and they just want to play and they you know they want they want to they want to you know get themselves out there they just want to you know that no matter what i think personally of the music itself i think that their their passion and and determination to do what they are doing in music really came across and was something that really really did impress me and as a whole like i you know i was watching it and in a month sort of rolling my eyes this kept popping up and you know you kept hearing these people talk and 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 the way that they were they were talking about their music and what they wanted to do and you know it really <laughs> <clears throat> it really came out just how much it meant to them and just how just how how much they will how much they will do in order to you know play a 20 minute slot somewhere or you know they'll play in someone's fucking back garden they'll play Wembley Stadium you know they just want to play shows and I think 
as a whole, this is something that ties in to a couple of uh, other things that um, you know I'm going to talk about and and uh, and be a part of this is um, is that we're in a weird sort of we're in a weird place currently with the music scene because we're currently at a place where it's getting increasingly hard for bands to make money. You know, you put a lot of time, effort and personal expense into, you know, creating your art and your music and getting it out there. But unfortunately, because of the way the music industry is now, um, you have to put your stuff up on Spotify in order to be heard, meaning that you don't get album sales and you don't get, you know, you don't get music sales anymore. And, um, you know, bands are finding it increasingly more hard in order to be able to to do this. And, you know, I think on, on some levels, and there are some bands out there that are have have you know they've got to this point now where you know they have spent a lot of money um and you know they they need to start you know you know they need to get something back and in order to be able to carry on doing it um and like and i think my my main my main point for this one <clears throat> I suppose it's something smaller, the, you know, there's a couple of bigger points um, to go on to after this, is if you, um, if you enjoy listening to, you know, bands on Spotify or, you know, Apple Music or wherever you listen to your music and you fucking, you go, oh my God, I love this band, fucking amazing, then go out to a show Go and watch them perform. Go and support them. And I think the only way that you can support bands and musicians now, go out and and see them live. And not only that, go out and just try and try and get a bit of merch off them. You know, go and buy a t-shirt. You know, just because that is the way that you know bands support themselves and buy fuel. In order to go to shows, they buy food. You know, that's that's how they do it. Um, and you know, I think when we're in an age now where you're not a band that you know puts all this time and money into it, and then you know you're fucking you're depending on album sales. There's no money to be made from you know getting your music out there now. So, you know, you really do need to go out to shows, support those, you know, smaller bands. Um, and you know what? Go over to the Facebook page. <clears throat> check out if you have a merch store. You know, go check out if, you know, you've got, you know, a couple of, you know, fucking T-shirts for, for sale or whatever. Because once again, just like the amount of, incredible esh, uh, sorry an incredible amount of efforts and passion that these bands put into their their mu music and the material 
a lot of the time as well, these bands put in a lot of creativity and uh, time into putting together some, you know, some really fucking sick merch that looks incredible. And, you know, you know, so go and support them. Go and do, you know, go and do that. Try and, you know, I know we're in an age now where fucking, you know, not everyone's got, you know, fucking loads and loads of disposable money so you can head over to, you know, eight bands pages now and buy merch. But I'm just, I'm just, this is something that I've seen a couple of times come up on my Facebook this week about bands, you know, you know, finding it hard and bands splitting up and, you know, it's getting harder to get that support if you're a band. It's hard to sometimes support those bands that we love, you know. But there's all, there is always a way, you know, if you really do love that band, you know, you fucking, oh my God, they're incredible. I, you know, I listen to them every day. Just go and buy, go and buy a t-shirt because, you know, that, that really will help them out. And not only that, you wear one of their t-shirts, you know, you can walk down the street, somebody fucking stops you, you know, what's that t-shirt, who's that band, blah, blah, blah. I've had it, ha- had it happen to me a couple of times. I, um, uh, you know, I walked, um, I walked around with my Envisions, uh, I, don't give a, I don't give a single fuck t-shirt, and I had a couple of people stop me and, you know, comment on the t-shirt and say they liked it, and uh, ask, you know, ask what it was. So that stuff helps as well. You know, it's a small thing, but it really does help, and it really does work, and it just, you know, you know, it it goes a long way, you know. It might not seem a lot to, you know, an average punter, but, you know, buying a, a piece of band's merch really does mean the world to that band because that means you know they've got a little bit more money in the the uh the pot uh to be able to sort of carry on um <laughs> so next part <clears throat> next uh point that i'm gonna i'm gonna uh discuss and talk about is um how how to approach Promoters, venues, anybody um, in the music industry, if you are a band that are looking for shows um, or looking for somebody to listen to your music or check out a video or, you know, the list is endless, you know what I'm sort of, you know what I'm saying. There is a way, there is a way you can do this and a spot on right way to do this and then there's probably about a hundred wrong ways to do it and really bad ways of doing it um now what like this is the first thing i'll say is you know for um i'm yes i'm a promoter you know, yes, I run hang tight, but you know, I'm not. I'm not saying this stuff as Mister. You know, Chris, Mister. Promoter person. You know, like I'm. 
I'm somebody that's trying to uh, try get both both sides and you know sort of look at it from different aspects. Um, yes, you know bands want to get their stuff out there and you know get as many promoters and 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 people uh, listening to your stuff and checking you out and and looking at you know putting you on shows. Yes. You know, obviously, you want to get that shit out there. You want to, you know, you want to do that. I don't think any promoter ever has a problem with bands getting in touch with them because they want a show or, they, you know, they want they want that promoter to, you know, keep them in mind or whatever. Nobody in the music industry has a, has a problem with that. But... The way that I would I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I wouldn't say all because that isn't a clear representation. I would say there are quite a few bands and artists out there that um, that approach this in the worst possible way. So if you think about it, um, you know someone who's running a venue. Or someone who has got a promotions company or whatever uh, that is putting on shows, um, you know they, you know these people work incredibly hard behind the scenes in order to be able to do this stuff, you know, and um, you know as as this job, you do get a lot of people asking to check them out, to go and, you know, to go and, and listen to them. You get quite a number of people each week. Um, you know, if not, you know, you get quite a few people quite a lot of the time. And it's not possible to be able to listen to every single person. It really isn't. Um, you know, because when you, you know, if you run a show that is really you know, is quite big and is, you know, quite popular and is being talked about, you'll find that you get so many, you get flooded. And it's it's, it's impossible to be able to listen to, it, to all of them. Um, but there is a way that you can do this, the best way you can do this, to, to look, to have somebody look at what you've, what you've sent, what you've said, and say, oh, okay, you know, I'll check them out. Um, so, if you if you're emailing over, which I would personally say, if if there is if there is an email address available for you to to use, I would say send over an email every day of the week over anything, because this is the place where. The, the promoter or venue, their emails are pretty much like, you know, their, their little pool where they keep, you know, all, the, all these sort of, all these emails and stuff. That's where we keep them. Um, when you send a message over, over Messenger, especially if you send it to somebody's private um, account, chances are that it's just going to get lost. You know, it's, it's going to get, you, you know, you're going to get lost eventually. So, you want to be trying to send emails. You want to be going down that avenue. Now, the next part is how 
just how you come across. If you are going to message, if you do message, you know, anyone over, put the, put the important main big pieces of information into it as the first main important point. You know, if you think about it and you actually sit and, you know, and really do just, you know, look at this for a second, you know, this is, you're sending this, this over to somebody to look at booking your band and to go and listen to your stuff and um, you just sending over, hi, my name is such and such, I'm in a, a, you know, alternative rock band, we're from such and such, here's our Facebook, we'd love to come and work for you. If that's all you're sending, it's going to get deleted. Um, and and trust me, I get more of I get more of those sort of e- sort of messages and emails than I do anything else. For me, and I know because I've talked to I've, I've talked to a, a few other people on this and asked their opinion. If you're getting in touch with somebody to look at working with them, and you put something together that comes off as you don't give a fuck, you're literally just sending it out to anyone and everyone. And you like you just don't give a fuck, you know. You you not put any time, any any personal touches, anything into it that makes you come across as someone that you should check out. Then, like, don't send it. Like, don't do it. Like, if you can't, like, just put a bit of time into it. Just put that little bit of time into that message. Put a little bit of time into that email. Put that, you know, for that extra 10 minutes that you put into that message, you have more chance of being looked at, you have more chance of your stuff being heard, and you have more chance of getting gigs, which is what you want to get. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what you want. If you're sending out your stuff to promoters or venues or labels, anyone, you're sending that out with the intention that you want to... You want to be listened to you want to work with that person so if you've put something together that just looks so rushed and so just like just like just it comes across like you you don't really care uh, that's the only way it can come across because you're not talking to somebody verbally you're just reading what that person has put so my big point with this is Put, put that time, put, put that little bit of energy and just passion into what you do. You can't just, you can't just be a band or an artist that is the most passionate, driven, energetic outfit you'll ever see on stage. But when it comes to every other part of this you come across as just you don't care there's nothing there it's it couldn't be something that is more 
just just more I get to, like personally when I get messages like this and when I get emails like this I just feel a little bit I feel disappointed like I don't know why I look at it like this but I genuinely feel disappointed because I, I just feel like I, I genuinely just look at it as if to go like you've you just not you you only have one chance to make a first impression and like I said at the start of this part like there are only like you know one or two top level absolutely spot on ways to go about doing this but there are about a thousand ways not to do it and to really fuck it up for yourselves and to just just really not get that attention and not get not get you know looked at which is what you want as a band you know this is so important and so big and so relevant because you know if if you if you really want to gig that much to the point where you're going on Facebook and you're going through you know you know company pages and you're going on the music groups and you you know you're checking out people that have said we're looking for people and you've gone on to that you know you've you you're sat there spending your time trying to source your band gigs so just you know just just put like I say that bit of time and that personal touch in and honest to God you'll find that the results that you get back from that and the feedback in general that you will have it will be it will be so much better it'll be so much more positive and you'll you'll find that people do check you out people do listen to your music people do go and check out your new music video you know you you just by doing that little thing which sounds so simple to some people. There'll be some people that are listening to this, that are listening to to this and going, this is fucking obvious, of course. You know, who doesn't know that? But you really would be, you'd be staggered about, you know, about how many, for, for every, every person that's listening to this that thinks this is fucking obvious, why... Is it something that you're talking about? There are probably ten people that that don't realise how important it is. Um. So this is uh, I've got my my last little little side point, and then we're going to talk about the main main little topic. Um. So this little side point is about. So at the moment, there seems to be so many bands. Um, that are getting themselves or looking to get signed to management or signed to a booking agent or something, some a service like that. And they, bands are pretty much like getting together, playing one or two shows and then going out and trying to find a booking agent or a management. Uh, management. It couldn't be... It couldn't be. It couldn't be. I don't know when. 
this started to happen. I don't know when bands started to to do this. I don't know when bands started to look at well, we're a band now. We want to play shows. We want to get out there. We want to get a band out there. But instead of you know getting our name out there, getting our music shared everywhere, getting people to pick pick us up, you know, messaging over promoters to give us slots, you know getting in a car and driving across the country to go and play a show, you know, instead of having that passion and that energy and that mindset that the band should have, you know, when you started out, like, when when you're a new band, like, you should want, you should be walking to fucking, you know, to towns, not literally, of course, you should be walking to these places, you know, in order to be able to play a show, so... You can not only play a show in front of, you know, a new promoter. So if your band, you know, are good and have something, you've just made a new concert, which means, you know, more regular gigs with him. But you're playing these shows in new towns, new places, in front of new fan bases. Once again, if your band are are good and have something, then you'll find that... The reception to your shows mean that your Facebook lives go up and people, you know, go and check you out on Spotify and you grow, like you grow as a as a band and you, you know, you develop to the point where you're a band that, you know, has a bit of a name, you know, has a bit of a buzz. You might not be absolutely massive, you know, but, you know, you can say to somebody, oh, have you heard such and such from Manchester. Oh yeah, I have I've heard about those guys but I've not you know I've not heard their stuff. Like that's what you want to be doing. That's that's what should be happening. But the amount of bands that are like signing to booking agents where like the booking agent, you know, is like is is somebody that, you know, that booking agent doesn't really, you know, have a, a contact list or, you know, like, he isn't, you know, you're not signed to fucking Roadrunner, you know, and, like, once again, so, to make sure that, like, this is, these aren't just my personal opinions and, you know, I'm just sort of, like, I'm spouting shit about something. Like, once again, I've talked to a couple of really close friends of mine who are also in the industry that, you know, uh, work with some, you know, really big bands and have venues and stuff. <laughs> and I talked about this, this thing and this, this situation that seems to have, have happened. And I asked their opinions on it and I asked what they thought. And, you know, the thought is pretty much universal that, you know, this is happening, that, like, there are bands out there that are, are pretty much new and they seem to have been signed to a management or you know or or a booking agent and they've this band who you know no one knows them but you know promoters have got are getting emails you know offering you a tour package with this band and you you know it just it it doesn't it doesn't have the impacts and the effects that you think it's going to, like, it's not, it, it, it's not, 
I think I think bands are doing this because they think like promoters and venues are gonna see that it's like a management agency or a booking agency that are getting in touch and not just the band and think oh my god this band you know must be good well like this is the only reason that i can think that this is this is happening and you know it's not it's not the case like if i'm offered a like if i'm offered a tour tour package and the you know the headliner but say it's a headliner, uh, just one band tour, and that band, you know, is a band that you know I've heard of, you know I've heard people mention them, you know I've heard you know they've got a, a bit of a, a fan base or you know people are talking about them, but then you know they're not massive, they're not fucking huge or whatever, um, but you know I've heard of them, you know, you know, I, I would look at possibly seeing if we could make that show work but if I'm offered you know a set of bands that like no one has heard of in this area or you know in the north um, or northwest or whatever and you know no one's heard of them you know it's uh, oh well they they've got their EP coming out and uh, you know they're ready to release it up until now they've only got one single and you know I'm, no I'm I'm not I'm I'm not gonna look at booking a a tour package where where the band isn't known at all because it's. You know, I've I found because I've been offered a a couple of um, of smaller, you know, uh, show packages um, that are 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 bands that you know are uh, you know slightly new, um, not even going for you know a year or so, um, but you know they. I haven't heard of them or, you know, I, I, I'd search for the band and, you know, the band have only really played shows in, in London or whatever. Like, I, I'm not going to look at taking that show and that package for the time being just because it's not taking that, taking that, taking those sort of shows isn't, that doesn't help me that doesn't help you know that doesn't help sell tickets that doesn't help be a successful show those shows only end up working based on the support bands the locals that you put on and how many people they bring down and that's how those sort of shows work um but what i'm what i'm basically trying to get out with this is like, like bands, get out there, play shows. Like, get your name out there, share your music around. You know, you know, put that time in to getting yourself established and getting yourself known, and you know, just getting, getting that, that sort of name out there organically, and you know, the, do you know the more shows you play. 
you know, the better you get as a band, the tighter you get as a band. You know, the you know the more towns you play, you get out there a little bit more. Yeah, you might play a couple of shows in front of like fucking five people, but you know, once again, even if you you've playing that sort of show, you're also playing to the most important person in that town right there because the promoter's going to be there, and if you put on a good show, no matter how many people, that promoter's going to be impressed and they're going to put you. They're going to bring you back and then they're going to put you on a better show and it, it grows, it builds like that. That's how it works. That's, you know, people, promoters talk to each other. Dude, like, I fucking had this band, you know, they were so good. That's how to do this. Like, you know, signing to a booking agent or a, ma- a management when you've only played four shows in your hometown and, you know... You couldn't. You would struggle to sell thirty tickets in a, a venue in your hometown. You shouldn't even be nearly looking at booking agents. You shouldn't be looking at anything like that, because, like I say, I can only imagine that this has happened because bands think that people will look at the band different because it's not them. Try to get shows as a booking agent or management, but it, it it really doesn't it it doesn't have that effect. It just for me, I just I scratch my head and I you know it's um yeah it's just a weird one. But I think the overall sort of interlocking thing with this is like like I just I don't I don't like. I don't know why, I don't understand why bands are are not just putting that passion in anymore and just saying, like, fucking, we'll play a show anywhere, we just want to get a name out there, we just want to get in front of people, you know, we want to grow, we want to do this, you know, like, I'm, I see that less and less, but I see more and more, we've just signed to such and such, go and like their page, like... I, yeah, it's a shame as well because, like, it, it just, I don't know, like it, <clears throat> it just I, I don't understand why, if you're coming together and and, and, forming a band, like you wouldn't just want to get out there and, try and impress people and try to put on the best show as possible, instead you you know. You try to get signed to management instead. Like, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's a weird one. Uh, so, um, before we get into, like, our main little topic, um, I just want to throw a little, uh, show promote, promotion out there. Um, there is a, uh, little local, local band only, uh, show. Uh, bootleg social in Blackpool uh, on November 9th uh, which is in like a week or two um, and uh, it's it's just three fucking amazing local bands you know um, and you know it's it's this is the sort of show that you need to come out you need, you need to come and support and um, 
like I say, three absolutely amazing bands. Uh, playing the show is Twisted Obsession, uh, Blacklist, and headlining are my boys in Oxford's Montage, <clears throat> who, by the way, I'm just going to throw this out there, um, Oxford's Montage are by far one of the most exciting like new bands that are in this town right now and they are so exciting and have so much passion so much energy like you're they're gonna do big things like they really are um but yeah get down to this like I say, local show, you know, uh, doors at seven, tickets are three pounds, three pounds, not a lot at all, um, and just come down and support the local bands, you know, um, and come and have a good time, you know, come and, come and enjoy yourself, uh, but support those that really need your support, not those that, you know, don't have to work for shows and just get put on them. No matter what, come support the bands that need to work to get shows. So, um, this last uh, little topic and little uh, and part is something that you know is really close to my heart and something that um, is is really important and really and really big. Um, and I'm talking about mental health, um, uh, mental health in music, um, and so I think that obviously, you know, you have to look at, at music in general. Like you look at, you know, we've got the the Twenty Seven Club and these musicians that have died at such a young age, and you know, depression and. Uh, mental health isn't just something that has appeared over the past sort of you know two three years where people have actually started to talk about it like obviously mental health is something that has been around you know since Adam and Eve and um, you know it's something that I think that people are almost shocked when they they look at it all and find out just how just how many people um, uh, just how many people are um, are sorry uh, just how many people are um, are also suffering with um, with mental health um I th- one of the one of the worst things about suffering with mental health or having anxiety depression you know uh bipolar the the list is the list is so long one of the worst things about it is you often feel like you're the only person in the world that suffers with it, and in music, um, so Hangzai is something that started up because of mental health, I talked about it on the first episode, 
I'm not going to bring up bang that point up again. But as a whole, I'm going I'm working on some on stuff behind the scenes that is heavily heavily linked to mental health um in music and and really really you know focusing and putting energy into that so for me like there have been so many times where you know i feel like shit and you know i've traveled to a show and i you know i feel really sh- i just feel down you know um and i think something that's massive with music is the amount of the amount of passion and energy and you have to give a lot of yourself in order to be able to do music you have to really really give so much of yourself you like music is a very vulnerable art form in the sense that you really open yourself up you know um you know when it comes to songwriting you'll find that people write songs about the most personal deep dark shit and they put that song out and that's that's something that they they live that that's you know that's their actual you know that's true real life and um It's, I think it's really staggering just how many people have have mental health problems and have these, this crippling thing that weighs you down and makes you second guess yourself, makes you think every single day, what the fuck am I doing? You know, I'm not good enough for this. I shouldn't, you know, I shouldn't be playing this show. I shouldn't be here. You know, there are so many people that feel the same way. There are so many people that have those same thoughts. Um, and, you know, I think finally, this has become something that people can start to talk about. People, you know, it's something that isn't a taboo thing anymore. Because, like, for the longest time, like, depression... Like, depression wasn't a thing to some people. They just considered it laziness or, you know, he's not depressed, he's just, you know, he wants to stay in bed all the time. Or, you know, we've come a long way since then. But I also think that the music industry is not only one of the hardest places, hardest industries... Because it's it's filled with some of the best and worst people, and you find yourself in shitty situations, and you know it is hard. It gets hard. It's fucking difficult, man. This is this industry is hard. Do you know how many people have you know have messaged me saying? that they really enjoyed this podcast and they took a lot away from it. But you know, like, for every five or six people that have said that they've enjoyed the podcast and, you know, hope I carry on and blah, 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 
there may have been like one or two people that have said something that's dead shitty and negative and horrible and that's what I look at not the good stuff like this is what I mean and <clears throat> I think like I've just got a little bit over an hour so I'm gonna I'm not gonna go much further but I think the biggest thing is like if you if you find yourself or if you feel at any point or if you feel now that you're in a place that isn't the best place you can be and is somewhere that you know you feel like you need help or support or you know you need something then you know tell somebody you know let people know let anybody know and that support will be there and basically what i would what i really want what i'm really hoping to try and get and and have is i i'm looking at trying to set up a you know a pl- a, a platform and a um, sort of uh, yeah, a sort of platform would be the best way to put it at this at this moment. That is built specifically for musicians. It can be anybody. It can be from somebody who you know, a brand new musician, but this is his love and passion. And it can be all the way over to fucking you know, James Hetfield from Metallica. You know that I mean. You know, it's for everybody. It's not just for, you know, people in bands. It can be for, you know, the lighting technicians, the fucking van right? Like, anyone that's in the music industry, anyone that's in this business, you know, I want to try and get a platform that is made in order for musicians that suffer with mental health problems to be able to go to one place and have access to it and have be able to offer advice offer help you know if you find yourself feeling shitty and you don't want to talk to anybody you know you can just fucking you can get in touch you can do something on that and i really want to i really want to work to try and make this a thing i want to try and put something in place to try and help musicians with mental health problems and um it's something that i really hope i can do and it's something that i'm going to put so much into trying to do but as i wrap up now the main massive point that i want to make is if you're listening to this now and you feel like you know he's talking about me you know i feel like that i feel like shit you know, I feel like I'm not going to do this. I feel like this could end any minute. You know, like, I, I feel like my, you know, I, I, if you feel like, if you feel like shit, like, you're not alone. I promise you, you're not alone. And I really, I really will be working on trying to get this, this platform in place 
that can be used for musicians to use in order for us to come together and be able to just all support one another because I think if if everybody actually strips away try to be you know fucking you know funny cunts and you know being being those people that you know says they're nice people but you know they fucking say shit about you know other bands or you know whatever like if you strip that away there are actually far more people in this industry that have these problems and suffer with this shit and actually we can all come together and support one another and help 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 each other through those bad days those bad times and like come together as a community that is you know it doesn't care about what genre you're in doesn't care what music you listen to you know musicians are temperamental musicians are a special breed you know there is a reason that you know not everybody are musicians because if it was fucking easy I guarantee, you know, everyone in the world would be a musician because they want to get famous or, you know, they were, but like, it is, it takes a very special sort of person to be in the music industry. And with that, I feel like we, you know, we can support each other and we can come together and we can help, we can help, we can help, we can show just how, how strong we are. So guys, that was the end of uh, the fourth episode of the Hang Tight Podcast. I really hope that if you have listened to this, you've enjoyed it and uh, you take something away from it. Um, this episode is all just about offering some advice, offering some things and uh, just trying to offer a bit of support. Um, so thank you very much, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. It, Honestly, it's been amazing just to to be told that, you know, I've helped or, or offered something to even a few people. So thank you so much, guys. I love you all. Until the next time. Thank you.